What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. This is our March Madness edition. Uh, Last year, I did the same thing. I interviewed some students in the packaging industry who were currently in college. And this year, I have interviewed two directors of packaging programs. So today, we will hear from Robert Meissner. He is an associate professor and program director at University of Wisconsin Stout. Go Blue Devils. Hey. Uh, it was so much fun talking with him. We met up actually at the SpecRite Summit in Austin, Texas, and planned to have this podcast episode. So what a better time than opening day of March Madness. Now, while the Blue Devils are not a, a Division One basketball program, I will give a quick shout-out to the Colorado State University Rams who are playing today against the Michigan Wolverines. So uh, everybody can join me, including my Michigan State friends, in rooting for CSU. You get to root against the Wolverines. Come on, let's do this. All right. So uh, this week, you're going to hear from Robert Meissner. Next week, you're going to hear from Dr. Jay Singh at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And it's going to be fantastic. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Robert Meissner. All right. Well, this is uh, our first episode of what I'm calling March Madness here on the People of Packaging podcast. I'm a big basketball fan. And so obviously we're going to talk about the UW Stout Blue Devils basketball team uh, <laughs> the whole time. That's all we're going to talk about. No, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but I am joined today by Robert Meisner. Robert is the associate professor not to be confused with associate to the professor. Uh, He is the associate professor and program director for the packaging degree at UW Stout in lovely and wonderful Menominee, Wisconsin. Robert, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, oh, thank you. It's it's a pleasure to be here and and to talk with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I did, I think I mentioned this to you when we we met up at the Specrite Summit down in Austin, Texas, which was awesome. And I, it was great to be around the, the packaging energy. Uh, but I mentioned to you that I did take a trip to Menominee. Um, this would have been in, I want to say, December of 2021 and got to sit in on a practice. I was supposed to go to a game, uh, a UW style basketball game, but it got canceled because of COVID. So I sat in on a practice and I met uh, a couple of packaging students, uh, Carson Moe and Preston Briggs. So shout out to Carson and Preston. And uh, we had a great time. We went out, got some pizza at, shoot, what was the? Ted's. Ted's? Was it Ted's Pizza? I think it was, yeah. Uh, actually, our waitress was also a packaging student. <laughs> at <UW Stout. laughs> Like, ah, oh, this is the place to be if you want the uh the energy so yeah i thought it was cool i thought it was a really cool little town um most people probably haven't been there but uh how did you so tell me how did you get to stout i mean did you grow up in the area um what's kind of your background sure um so i actually grew up in in the saint paul minnesota area and um after graduation from high school, I was more interested in the trades. And so I pursued a bunch of different things in the trades and, and worked in a body shop and repaired 
semi-trailers and took some underwater welding and just a, a huge variety of, of things. And at some point I realized that maybe it was time. Maybe I was finally ready to go to college. And I had been able to save some money by that point. So in 89, I uh, started uh, the industrial technology degree at Stout, took my first packaging class and realized I can work in any industry I want and for any company I want because everything has to be packaged. And so I declared my emphasis, if you will, at that time, it was a bachelor of science degree in industrial technology. And then you pick from a number of emphasis areas. So then I graduated and went to work for some uh, different companies, uh, Illinois, Minnesota, uh, and then ended up uh, in Ohio and was working for a heavyweight air freight cargo company that eventually was sold to UPS Supply Chain Solutions. And it was during that time that I got a call from the university asking if I'd be willing to come up and teach some classes uh, that we're gonna start in two weeks. And so uh, I took advantage of it and came up here in January 07 and taught some classes. And I'm, I'm still here because there's more I like about it than things I dislike. Right. Yeah. 15 years, right? Is that? Yeah. I just finished 15 years. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's a, that's Thanks. a huge milestone uh, to hit for sure. The, you said something that I thought was interesting that I've talked about with my kids pretty often, and I'm, I'm curious to get your take on it as maybe you even talk with students or just people who are looking at the industry. You said you went into trade first and then you went into school. And yeah. I, and I, I think that that is not only a really incredible viable path. Cause you said I did that and I had saved up some money and I'm like, there's this weird pressure in the U S to be like, you graduate high school and you go right to college. And I'm like, well, but why, like, what, why does that exist? So I'm curious to get your perspective on that a little bit. Um, now that you're in academia as well, while while having people go straight from high school to college is, is probably more common than not, do you see packaging students who are maybe, quote, non-traditional uh, coming through the, the university? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, it's a great question. Yes, the short answer is yes. We do have non-traditional students that come into the packaging uh, program. And by non-traditional, I would mean, you know, they're not coming right from high school. So right. The most common age probably for our non-traditional is about 24 to 25. And what many of them have done is they've pursued a degree somewhere else and they've been into the industry and, and just didn't find it to their liking or were having trouble finding a good career or job. And while they were out there in the world, they learned about packaging. And so then they come back here to get their, their bachelor's degree in packaging and then the world's wide open yeah it, it really is trade school is i mean i still am passionate about uh the trades and i and and quite frankly there are probably students in the program that would be better off in a trade but you know they're here we're trying to help them through yeah let's call them out right now no, i'm just kidding let's not do that <laughs> Uh, but even within the packaging industry, I've been sort of surprised that there's so many trades within packaging that are are really good paying jobs that I'm, I'm a little surprised that there aren't more, for example, a press operator 
type uh, trades. And I know there's a few schools out there that do that, but you know, to anybody listening, a, a flexo press operator today and in many parts of the U S is going to get 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year because it's a, it's a, it's an art, it's still an art uh, to it. And, and it requires a lot of training. It's hard to do but you can you can make a pretty good living in most of America on eighty to one hundred thousand dollars a year for sure, um, and it, it does it doesn't require you to have to have gone through a traditional college experience per se. Agreed. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe it it seems like there are maybe some technical schools out there that I would love to see jump in on some more of the trades within the packaging industry because i i think we number not only do we need it but we the, the industry is not going away yeah and especially in that uh you know on the supplier side i hear from uh, our corrugated companies for instance um they have been saying for more than a decade that looking at the demographics of their existing workforce and the aging population that they knew that at this point in time, there was going to be a shortfall of qualified candidates. So the industries, uh, whether it's the corrugated or paper, or poly, whatever their industry it is, you know, they're working within their trade associations to do whatever they can to try and bolster interest and to, to get people to backfill some really, really great career paths and positions. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I was just at the AICC event uh, in Kansas City, the packaging experience, uh, well, as well, as recording it, it was it was this week. So, and that was a talk. That was a, a really heavy topic. Was hey, there's a lot of supply chain issues that people are working through. Also, some of it is we kind of brought it on ourselves because we just haven't been able to backfill positions. So, correct. Well, we like to blame blame all of the market problems that are happening. Some of it's just we can't get people to have great jobs, like really good paying jobs. Yes. Yes. And so do, do you work with then you, you'd mentioned some of your partners, do you work with uh, packaging, manufacturing and distribution companies at Stout? And what is that relationship like? Sure. Um, so, you know, the trade associations, the uh, Institute of Packaging Professionals, the uh, International Safe Transit Association, ASTM, TAPI. Uh, you know, those are all important and we try and get the student clubs to affiliate with them and, and take advantage of all of the offerings they have. Mm -hmm. And then at the company level, we just had our career fair uh, this week. And so there are a lot of customers. I, I, I call them customers and they're buying our product, which is the students. Um, they keep coming back year after year after year. And some of them are, you know, there's a lot of ways to support a program. You know, it's sure there's cash. You can give cash right up front and they can use it to buy something. But maybe more importantly is to show the support, offer full-time positions, create co-op experiences, uh, and to start partnering with the universities in that respect. Um, most recently, our two biggest recent ones have both come from the corrugated side. One was Great Northern Corporation. And what they did is they wanted to help create a situation in the learning environment that has students with different specialties. So graphic design artists, and then maybe 
packaging students that are more into the structural and the business side of manufacturing and, and shipping efficiencies and things. You know, those Great Northern hires from both programs, but yet then they continue to work in silos in many cases. So they wanted to kind of break the silo at the education level. So they were really kind enough to provide funding for us to create a course that we get on the books and get approved for credit. And it's half graduating packaging seniors and half upper level graphic design students. We put them in teams and then Great Northern Corporation brings in one of their customers and that customer provides us with a product and a challenge. And the students then have to address it and create, physically create these and test and validate their ideas and samples uh, and then present back to the client customer of BNC at the end of the semester. So last semester was our first offering. It's gonna happen four times uh, based on the funding. And the, the feedback was, was phenomenal to say the least. I mean, uh, the students loved it. As faculty, we enjoyed teaching it and the opportunity. DNC thought it was very worthwhile and their client also was beyond pleased with some of the results and solutions. I bet, yeah, what a, and what a, I, I love when I hear about things like this that are, everybody wins. And that's not always the case in business, right? Oftentimes there's like winners and losers, but it's really great when it's like the university wins, Great Northern wins and the customer wins and everybody is, the, the, the kids are getting the experience. They've got a project they can put on their resume. Oh, I remember when I worked on this thing, the instructors there, it's, it's a different, uh, I would imagine it's a little bit of a different course because they're dealing with like right brain and left brain people. And so there's a yeah. challenge there. The, the Great Northern is benefiting from not only having this this cool pool of talent to analyze and to look at like who's really great here but they're also providing a really great resource for their client right who's absolutely to have these new fresh ideas coming from it that's great yeah it's been a lot of fun and the other recent big win was uh with green bay packaging where you know they've been supporting this program since its inception in the early 60s uh and they just said what do you need and one of the things that you know, we had a lot of needs, uh, equipment and things like that. And what they wanted was, again, something that would have a direct impact on the educational experience, the learning environment. Uh, and so we worked with them to remodel our packaging classroom. It, it may sound trivial, but you know, if you would have seen it and where it is now, it's it's quite remarkable. I mean, new carpeting, painted the walls, we put electrical outlets all the way around so every desk has access to plug in. We're a laptop university, have been for close to 30 years. And so being able to plug your computer in is a big deal. Right. Uh, and then a state-of-the-art uh, telecommunications, if you will, or video conferencing system uh, right in our classroom. So and it worked out great. We were, you know, we're having these telephone conferences in the classroom with the client companies, and we can do it all right there on the spot. So uh, they also provided funding to get a, a, a flatbed uh, printer that allows us to do uh, corrugated the paperboard, and it actually has the ability to print on films and cylindrical objects as well. So oh, we're in the process of getting that up and running, and uh, it, it's just, you know, another piece of technology that's going to benefit. Yeah, no doubt. The what the answer should have been was we would like to attend a pregame Packers 
uh, uh, game at your house. Did you know they have like a Green Bay packaging has like this cool house, like right outside of Lambeau that they completely gutted and built into this incredible like tailgate experience. <laughs> I knew nothing about that. I'll have to hit them up next time. Now I you do. That. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> Make that part of your ask as well. Yeah. Uh, that's that's and what a what a what a cool way to support what's going on there at Stout. And you know, I, I think that the 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 education side of packaging, it seems like is growing more and more. I, I hear more about, oh well, this university has just added a program and over here they've added a program. Have you have you sort of felt that as you're going to Pack Expo and other events? It's like, oh, I didn't know that whoever I was, was going to name somebody, but I get a call like we've had that. We've had our program since 1987. So, yeah. So without mentioning any names, yes, I absolutely uh, have, have seen it. Uh, you know, there still are kind of the, the maybe main half dozen uh, historical staples of a, of a more of a full packaging degree, but there are a lot of schools that are seeing there's still an unmet need and maybe they're focusing on, the graphic design element of packaging. So they're not necessarily putting in full programs, but they're bolstering their curriculum to add courses to address uh, niche areas within, within the packaging industry. And we've certainly seen that. I think it's great because the industry needs all of these people. We cannot produce enough graduates to fulfill the need. But on the other edge of the story is you know, the trade associations want to support all of those schools as well. So the pool of money now has that we can potentially get for our program is getting smaller and smaller. Uh, but, you know, it's for the betterment of the industry. Uh, and, and I understand that. So, yeah, we've seen it uh, in terms of the number of courses being offered at different schools, but also in the, the dwindling funding available from industry as well. Yeah, I guess that it kind of cuts both ways. But you yeah. would hope that eventually, because, you know, let's just be honest, the majority, the vast majority of specifically packaging manufacturing companies, while it's been a challenging time the last couple of years, the challenge hasn't been, well, where do we get revenue from? The challenge hasn't been, we're, we're, we're losing all of our customers. The challenge has been, how do we meet all of the needs of people with a with a shrinking uh, employee base, but a growing customer demand. So, I would I would hope that the the companies who might be listening to this would reach out to and you mentioned some of them uh, the IOPP. You mentioned uh, was it um, Just, uh, ISTA? Uh, yep, yep, Tappy. All of these that that we would be giving back and supporting, not just lining our pockets, right? Like that because it's we've seen what happens when when packaging companies might do that which is you start losing that support for education and you it, you really start losing that that talent pool that we yeah. desperately desperately need agreed um so let let's let's pivot back here to to UW Stout so you are also an associate professor so you're not you're not only managing this program and uh, and I'm, I'm assuming trying to get students to come in and going out to these trade events, but you also have courses. Do you still teach? Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. 
it, it stouts unique in this this program director model. It, it is actually quite unique. I don't know that any of the other packaging programs uh, uh, do it, but basically um, all of the programs on campus have a program director. So it's typically somebody that's teaching within that course, that degree content, and they are released from teaching one class in order to take on administrative and be a primary point of contact for issues regarding that and also overseeing and handling the administrative requirements of course revisions and uh, university policy changes and so on. Okay, and what, what courses do you currently still teach there? So this semester I am teaching distribution packaging I am teaching package development, and I'm also teaching the Great Northern Corporation Collaborative Effort course. So, uh, you know, three classes and program director. So, you know, with budgets, our workloads have gone up. Uh, yep. No different than everybody in industry. I'm not, I'm not crying here, but the fact is, is that, uh, you know, we're all teaching an extra class now. And uh, it's, it's impactful. Yeah, I, I can imagine is uh and and so if i were if somebody came to me and they were looking to go to school and i'm talking to them about uw stout what are what are some of the sort of common career paths that somebody would be looking at uh, I'm, I'm assuming you know packaging engineering is probably one of them but are there other are there other areas that that people end up in in the packaging industry when they graduate yeah, that's a that's a great question because as you know, this industry is so so huge and diverse. There's a logistics element, there's a marketing element, there's a purchasing, there's a sales, there's every I mean basically every corporate function. Um, so our students typically are going to go one of three ways. They're either going to go directly to the the company that's producing the product. Let's say it's a consumer package good company. Mm -hmm. They will, the other, that's the largest percentage. Then another percentage will actually go to work on the supplier side. So they'll go to work for the people that are converting or producing the packages for the manufacturers, the consumer package goods companies, as the example. And the third is more of the service side. So we'll have students that will go to work for consulting firms, uh, package testing laboratory firms and, and such. So those are the three broad categories. Now, you can imagine there's virtually within the manufacturing of products, it's, it's every industry. I mean, whether right. it's automotive, the, um, you know, go to work for the food companies or uh, durable hard goods and medical devices, huge for us in this area. There's a, major, major players and they're hiring a ton of our students and they want more. Yep. Yeah, that that's the thing I, I try to tell people, especially high school kids is, hey, you might laugh at what really packaging and I'm like, no, it's it's a it's it's a really dynamic field. There's all sorts of places you can go. And it's not as though if you go to work in medical device packaging that you can't pivot into working at CPG and then go into sporting goods like it, the the principles are will carry there's going to be nuanced differences obviously but but principally you you can you can pivot through industries throughout your career 
And that's not always the case, I think, for for a lot of for a lot of different career paths, for sure. And also, it you're not really in danger of losing, like being without a job. <laughs> Agreed. Handed like we there are there are plenty of open and available jobs in the packaging industry. I got in it 15 years ago, and I don't know that there's ever been a time where I'm like, it's looking tight. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to. People, if they lose their job, are really going to struggle to get one. Almost everyone I know who has lost their job in the packaging industry has found one relatively quickly. And I can't say that for everybody else in my life. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And it's fun. And you know, when my students graduates, many of them will connect with me on LinkedIn. And I love that program because if they update their profile, I'll get a notice that, hey, so-and-so just got a promotion or just went to this company. And it's it's fun and it's amazing to me how, you know, 15 years ago, for me to go to work for a company for a year and then go somewhere else for a year and a half and go somewhere else for a year and a half, that to me is in, in my age, that would have been almost a kiss of death that people aren't going to be that willing to help, but to hire somebody because they figure they're just going to keep moving on. But boy, it does not seem to be the case now. I mean, I have oh. students that graduated seven years ago, they're on their fifth job and they keep getting essential promotions into higher levels of responsibility with each job. So it's a different world out there. It's a totally different world. The there there was a I'd have to find the exact report, but there was a report that showed, and this this is it's unfortunate. I'll just say that like this is unfortunate, but it was a report that showed that people who stay at the same company for twenty years versus people who change jobs every two to three years in the same career path or in the same industries, the people who yeah. change jobs made like twice as much money over their career as the people who stayed. And that's the unfortunate part of it. And I think that that's what is is becoming known. Yes. I know that there are that is that is taught in some universities as well. Like, hey, just so you're aware, this is a number that's out there. So don't don't be afraid to to be look. Even when I was in college, I had a professor tell me, uh, "Interview for jobs every year. It keeps you fresh. It keeps your resume sharp. And you never know what's out there." And I haven't done that, obviously, but. Uh, it was it was a really interesting, interesting perspective. And it used to be, I think, the thing that held it back was, well, you're going to be viewed as disloyal and who's going to invest right. in you. And but now with the labor shortage, I think people are just like, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, we if we if we get you for two years, that's great. We're we're better for it. And if you got to move on, you got to move on. Um, but yeah, it's it that's a, that's a really fascinating perspective. So I only have a few more questions for you. So number one is what what sorts of concentrations can students get at stout in the packaging sure so the uh we did a major program revision in in uh starting in the fall of 20 and uh what how our program works is 120 credits you need to get the bachelor of science degree and six of the credits are electives and we've bundled them together for different emphasis areas. So we have an emphasis in business. We have an emphasis in sales. We have a logistics program on campus. So we have an emphasis in logistics. Uh, we have an emphasis in engineering, uh, product design and development, um, an emphasis in package printing. 
an emphasis in graphic design because all of these specialty type programs exist on this campus. And so it's not like the packaging professors have to create all this new curriculum. We've bundled logical courses together and said, look, there's these four courses. If you take these two, any of these four, it'll give you a little deeper insight into that particular area of business. And that's what we call the emphasis areas. We also have an international emphasis. Oh, that's fun. Do they ever get to go travel internationally and do um, co-ops or internships or anything? Yeah, well, I'll, let's talk about before fall of 2019. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so we have had co-ops with, uh, if, for instance, Bosch. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a student that went and co-opted in China. And then Bosch also had another uh, with their small hardware tools had another co-op in Austria. We had a student that went and did that. Uh, Many, many years ago, we had a student that went to work for a package testing lab in Australia. Uh, But most of the co-ops are, uh, you know, in in this area for our students. Uh, But if we talk about uh, international opportunities, there are a lot of, they can go anywhere in the world. And what we did is just said, like, you take six credits abroad and we can call it an international experience. We just ask that they are not courses that they're already required to take for the degree and that uh, they would be ideally technical in nature, but that's not always possible. So they're not, we're not saying you have to have a packaging specific content because that would limit the opportunities to study abroad and the value of studying abroad. Uh, far out ways that they take a packaging class. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my biggest regrets in school. Actually, was that I never went to study study abroad, and I had plenty of friends who went and did it, and it was it was a really really impactful um, just time of their life for sure. So yeah, uh, that that's cool that you, that you offer that. So if if there is somebody out there, so I mean, first of all, thanks again so much robert for coming on should i call you professor meisner is that no you should call me robert the same thing i asked my students to call okay. me <laughs> <laughs> see if it were me i'd be like it's professor peak thank you <laughs> no we're a little I different school know. here it's just robert just robert all right well yeah. robert i i so appreciate you coming on and taking some time to be here on the podcast uh, how would people you know, I don't, I don't know. There's a whole lot of high school students out there, although my TikTok channel has exploded. So maybe there's some high school kids who follow sure. me on TikTok who they want to get curious about packaging. But, uh, you know, how would, how would people learn more about the, the Stout program? And I almost rhymed there intentionally. How much would they learn about Stout? Uh, but yeah. how, would they, how would they go and get information and maybe connect with you on LinkedIn and all that good stuff? Yeah, so the, the easiest way, uh, you know, a single point of, of uh, information would be to do the internet search for UW Stout Packaging, and it'll take you to a program page, it'll take you to the university, uh, all the program directors, uh, photos and contact information are all uh, can jump from those pages. Uh, so that was, that's where I would suggest that they start. Uh, we get students coming here, high school students, potential students, and their parents come in here uh, every week. Uh, so we often, the school set up to give people tours and let them explore different career paths. So it's a friendly campus environment, and uh, we'd love to have more visitors. 
And one thing to point out is, for instance, the when they're looking, right? Stout, I think for 20, fall of 21, the tuition, room and board and books was for an in-state was just about $17,000. And out-of-state was about $25,000. For the now, year? Per year. Now, our out-of-state non-resident is still less expensive than all the other major packaging programs in-state tuition. Yeah, listen, and in I got some cases, by tens like... of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Can I sign up my five children now and just be like, sorry, you don't have a choice. <laughs> We're, we locked in our ring. Yeah. And we've been doing this since 1964 at Stout. So we've been doing yeah. packaging education here. Man, that's I, what's funny is I did when I got back from my trip there, I did, I did talk with my son who's, who's 14 and a, 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 a decently high level basketball player. Uh, yeah. Like we, we travel around the U S and he plays in these tournaments. And I was like, Hey, I know you want to play in college. You know how much I love packaging. Uh, you should go check out UW Stout. And uh, <laughs> he's got, he, he's got uh, maybe, maybe some higher level basketball aspirations today. But I'm like, I'm telling you, they're good. Like this isn't, you know, it's not because, you know, you, you're division three. But I'm like, I think D3 is a little bit different in, uh, in, in that league because that league is pretty tough. Uh, yeah. That plays in for sure. So. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk him into, uh, coming out for a recruiting visit or something like that. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, Robert, uh, I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, coming back out there on one of my trips up to Myers in Minneapolis. It's a, it's a, it's a decently quick drive over there, preferably in the, uh, summer months for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I would love to love to come back, come back over to the campus and, um, and meet you in person again and grab a grab a slice it is it ted's is that what it was yeah ted's is one of the many pizza places but it's right on main street by the fancy uh mabel tanner theater oh, okay yeah yeah and yeah. by the way for everyone listening menominee is a cool little college town i can't I, I like i went to school in fort collins fort collins is also a really cool college town but i think i heard that during when school is going on, there are more college students than there are full-time residents of Menominee. Is that is that accurate or somewhere close? That's that probably not technically accurate. I think that the 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 city population is about uh, about twenty thousand, and our current student body this fall semester is about seventy five hundred. Oh, okay. It still makes up a good percentage, and and we are the largest employer in the county. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so maybe, maybe I got, I got some misinformation, some fake news, but it's close enough to be like, it's really, it's really a cool, it's a cool, vibrant little town. So yeah, uh, everyone, everyone check it out. Don't be, don't be afraid either. The winter time isn't, isn't terrible. Right. Right. Okay. That's right. what we'll tell them. It's <laughs> not, not terrible. We'll not until they get there. Uh, well, Robert, thanks so much. Everyone go check out UW Stuff's packaging program. You can find Robert on LinkedIn as well at Robert Meisner. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, go, go Blue Devils. That's what I got to say. Great. And thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you at our next industry event. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, that wraps up another edition of the People of Packaging podcast. It would mean so much if you would like and share, rate, review, subscribe, because we want to change the world because we believe that packaging is awesome.